1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. We do not want you not to know. This is perhaps the best translation of these words. Paul is concerned for his dear brothers and sisters, his family in Christ, that they have some misunderstandings and confusion about what happens to people who die. His concerns stem from the confusion that has always surrounded death and dying. Also, this setup linguistically means that Paul is going to introduce some new material, or material that is familiar but is given in a new way. Some translations say, we do not want you to be ignorant. And this is the setup I am speaking about. Wait, let us take a moment. We just jumped into the text without preamble or introduction. The reason for this is the urgency of the message, not just for the people in Thessalonica, but for us as well. We have been living in such difficult times. While we begin with death, we are also going to be speaking about what it means to live in difficult and perilous times. It is possible that by the time this series is happening that life will be back to normal. However, I have this feeling that we will still be trying to fight our fear and anxiety through this difficult situation. If things haven't changed, then many of us will have been in isolation for almost a month. These words of Paul will be particularly timely for us. We will have missed Easter together, which hasn't happened since Jesus was on the cross. He was the only one who has gone through the Easter narrative utterly alone. Now, we may have a sense of that isolation. Paul wanting people to understand what happens when someone dies does not necessarily mean that many different thoughts were being believed and preached in the churches. Paul wanted to alleviate people's fear and anxiety that always appear in these situations. As the death toll rises through a pandemic, we may have many of the same fears. Death is always seen as the worst possible outcome. Paul wanted people to understand a few things. One, death is only a moment of separation, not a final outcome. And two, knowledge of God, His love, and His compassion for us will allow us to walk into these situations with clarity, hope, and courage. This passage is written in a paraenetic or frenetic fashion. It is a review of familiar material, but Paul wanted to get it out to the churches. While it may be familiar for the first century churches, it is something that needs to be repeated often. Sometimes, as I preach, I almost feel a sense of deja vu due to the repetitive nature of the messages in the New and Old Testament. However, this has a tendency to remind me of how hard it is to get the promises and character of God to stick in our hearts. My bet is that people were the same in the first century and had a hard time remembering just how good God really is. Just like us, they need to hear these messages again and again for them to embed themselves in our very DNA. My bet is that people were the same in the first century and had a hard time remembering just how good God really is. Just like us, they need to hear these messages again and again for them to embed themselves in our very DNA. There is so much more to this verse, but our time is running short. Suffice it to say that Paul wants us to have some information so that when we grieve, we do so with hope, which is so unlike the grief of those who can't believe they will see those who have passed away.
As we go through times of loss, the ability to see past death into something greater is a gift, a privilege, and an act of defiance. What messages do you need to hear again and again so they will embed themselves into your heart? What practice can you put in place to remind you of how good God really is? What does not to grieve as others do who have no hope mean to you?